Hi, this is your host, Pete Bloom. Welcome to American Heroes Network. Our core mission is serving the brave men and women who have sacrificed to ensure our freedom. You will hear true stories from those that have served, learn about veteran organizations and resources, and gain hope for your future knowing American Heroes Network, your community, and other veterans are here and at the ready to serve and help you and your family. We will talk about the hard topics like PTSD and TBI. You will also hear military history, inspirational stories, learn about networking with the community, and more. So come join us and be part of our family. Today's podcast is a special Memorial Day episode. On today's podcast, I have Army veterans Jim Klug, president of American Heroes Network, and Steve Deaton, co-host for American Heroes Network. Gentlemen, thank you for joining today for this special episode. Thank you very much. Good to see you, Pete. Good to see you, Jim. Hey, everybody. I'd like to start out by just giving a look back a little bit before I talk about today and what it means. This is called Decoration Day. Sleep, comrades, sleep and rest on this field of grounded arms where foes no more molest nor sentries shot alarms. Ye have slept on the ground before and started to your feet at the cannon's sudden roar or the drums redoubling beat. But in this camp of death, no sound your slumber breaks. Here is no fevered breath, no wound that bleeds and aches. All is repose and peace, untrampled lies the sod. The shouts of battle cease, it is the truce of God. Rest, comrades, rest and sleep. The thoughts of men shall be as sentinels to keep your rest from danger free. Your silent tents of green we deck with fragrant flowers. Yours has the suffering been, the memory shall be ours. That was Decoration Day by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. It's written kind of a long time ago to the fallen soldiers that sacrificed everything to protect our liberties and freedoms. Now I want to talk a little bit about the true meaning of Memorial Day. Today, just we need a time hack. This is Memorial Day, May 25th, 2020. We are in unprecedented times. It wasn't But just a few weeks ago, President Trump said we are at war with an invisible enemy. And if you've lost someone to war or conflict, every day is kind of a memorial day. But the rest of us, once a year, we're called to just actively honor the sacrifice of our beloved who have fallen to protect our liberties and freedoms. But our liberties and freedoms are under attack today. Not only is it Memorial Day to honor the fallen, But we have to wake up to the fact that we are in a war now. He called it an invisible enemy, but it is a war nonetheless because our liberties and freedoms are under constant attack. The very fabric of our Constitution is unraveling. And I just wanted to mention this. So if some socialist scientist uncovers this podcast (laughs) 30, 50, 100 years from now, They're going to realize that we were never really free of conflict, and we must continually keep vigilant guard against the enemies of our freedom and our liberties and honor the fallen. Boy, Steve, that's a tremendous uh, poem from Wadsworth, and certainly one that we can, we as veterans, we that served, we that are gathered here today in the name of those fallen veterans, and in also co-named with our efforts for American Heroes Network to memorialize those that have sacrificed in the supreme way that God would have called 
his soldiers from heaven to come down and to protect and defend us. Steve, the battle that we're in truly is a life and death battle for liberty and freedom, as well as our own lives here today in the United States of America. And, you know, I know that there's reasons that we hold these feelings so strong as Pete, Steve, and I. We all believe that our focus and our understanding and our passion for that that is so dear to our heart, which is that supreme sacrifice, all the veterans from our nation going back to 1776 to the present day, every single day is like we've all deployed until we all come home and we've all still recognized the sacrifice here in this nation. I like to go back and reflect just a little bit and I'd love to hear your reflection too. What was it that is in your youth as we were growing up? And in those days, I know as I was born in 46 and I know we played Cowboys and Indians. We also played war and we watched movies about the battle in the Pacific and uh, World War II and then even Korea, which was fairly fresh in our history as I was growing up. But my dad immigrated to the United States of America in 1912 and spoke a broken English and he spoke fluent German, but he wanted so dearly to be part of what he came to the United States for, which was to be an American citizen. And that privilege and that honor, he left Germany his homeland country, because he loved what America stood for and knew that there were privileges and honors here that could never be duplicated in any other country in the entire world. So I know that as we observed Memorial Day, amongst every other day, it was a time, even though my father didn't serve in any military capacity in Germany and or in America, he got passed over that timeline and in his immigration here to the United States. But my dad revered and held us accountable for an understanding of what Memorial Day was. We grew up in an extremely conservative town in Southern California, and it happened to be the hometown of Richard Nixon. So you can well guess there was a little influence there. That was Whittier. And then later on in my youth, we moved to a, another town, which was a little bit more south of Whittier, California. That was La Habra. And that happened to be in Orange County, where John Wayne lived at the time. And I had the privilege of even meeting John Wayne. And the patriotism and the attitude of service for the United States of America and the sacrifice for that supreme sacrifice was well understood, I felt. At least wise, the circles I moved in, along with my parents, who were my teachers, my foundational teachers, they gave me nothing but encouragement to well understand and to respect. And I can remember going to parades. My dad and mom would look for parades that my sister Joanne and I could go to with my parents, and we would stand proud. And I'll tell you what, you know, you look at the last part of May, we were in our prickly wool suits with a bow tie and leather shoes. We were looking proud in a tie as a young boy. And that's what my father recognized that would pay true respect for the occasion of Memorial Day. So I grew up with some real strong foundational upbringing that this is a special day to be observed more beyond that time of gathering. And even the words saying happy Memorial Day, it wasn't a happy day. It was a reflective day for our family. And I learned well on as a youth the importance of sacrificing one's life for the principles of freedom this country represents so truly. That is really awesome. Very amazing, Jim. You know, I think we all grow up a little bit different, but we may have some similar stories. My father was actually born in Argentina and came to the United States at a very early age. And he became a citizen. And then later he actually was in the Marine Corps. 
And so, you know, I ended up joining the service as well at 17. But I'll say, you know, in those younger years, I don't know, I think a lot of us as kids don't really pay much attention to what's going on. You know, we're having fun and playing and getting in trouble and don't realize how important this is and what people have done to sacrifice so that we can live the way we want to. And I'll say as a kid, I probably was one of those just enjoying life and having fun. But knowing my father had been at the Marine Corps. And so when I turned 17, I actually joined the military and kind of went straight into it and served 11 years, first in the Navy and then in the Marine Corps. So I think that it is so important that the younger generation that's following us is actually the ones that we need to educate, tell them about history, make sure they understand what Memorial Day really means. And, you know, my son right now, he's 13. He's about to turn 14 years old. And he's planning on on going in the Marine Corps too. So I'm trying to instill those values and stuff in him so that he can basically follow in my footsteps and always remember and always defend our country. So very important things. Wow. Pete, I just got to say, as you said that, I, I reflect upon my two sons, Tyson and Jeffrey, oldest Tyson, youngest Jeffrey. And though they're not young, they're 40 and 36 years of age. But I think to myself, to know, and as you just said, Pete, that your son is going to join the Marine Corps. And that's an awesome thing. And uh, I reflect back to when I joined, when I was drafted, let me rephrase that, when I was drafted. But I went peaceably. I knew that this was a calling that I wasn't going to step aside from. There were other alternatives that my age group was following. But I knew, again, going back to my upbringing by both my very best friends, which my mother and father, and the circles that I grew up in, Like I say, we played Army and Cowboys and Indians, and it was, I think my favorite weapon as a kid was, of course, the machine gun. And can't you just hear how the noises we made? (laughs) I'm trying to do a machine gun running around at Army Surplus Stores. One of my father's and I's favorite activity was to go to an Army Surplus store in uh, Pasadena, California called Sergeant's Supply. And let me tell you, that Sergeant's Supply had it all. That had more military paraphernalia from cockpits and gun turrets and every kind of a weapon you can imagine. And I think I touched every one of them. One of my dad and I's favorite activities there, besides trying to pick everything up in the store at least once before we left, was we would call it, what is it? And dad and I would pick stuff up and we would say, what is it? And so That's funny. We, <laughs> Because there were mechanical and all kinds of little components that, you know, they were treasures beyond belief. But, you know, uh, Pete, that's awesome. Your son, I mean, so why is your son doing that? Pete, he's doing it because of you, because of the imprint of honor and service that you represent to your son, the man that you are, the service member that you are, and that that you did. You patterned for him what he should follow in his life, just like I'm sure Steve with his father and my father, even though my father didn't serve. I don't have any children. I don't have a son that's going to follow in my footsteps, but I certainly had a father and I followed in his footsteps. He was a lifer, a tried and true man of discipline, focus, purpose. The vehicle for his life was the United States Navy. I've told you before, I was born on a Navy base. That's all I knew for the first 18 years of my life was the life of a sailor, a disciplined, well-respected sailor. And then to emulate that, you know, all the kids that were also on the Navy base, we, like Jim, we spent our childhood days playing war in between the Quonset huts, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And my clothes and my toys were what he managed to be able to scrounge from the supply rooms. You know, we all had helmet liners and we all had canteen belts and 
little wooden guns, and that's how we spent our days and our summers, either that or baseball, but then we'd switch to war games. So <laughs> I can see that. My father was a tremendous influence in my life as far as his military commitment goes, because the second that I was able, as a 19-year-old, I joined the Army. And my father, of course, was a little taken aback and said, why did you join the Army? You know, he said, Navy is your home. And I said, well, I felt like I already had a career in the Navy. I needed to go do something different. But it was still service-related, you know, and I ended up staying 28 years, which molded my whole adulthood, you know, in my life. And the wars and the theaters of operation that I experienced left a profound effect on me and my life and my values for the people I left behind. And I, I always remember them. I always honor this day. I always take a moment out of my life to remember some of the good friends I had, some of the very good friends I had, and some of my fellow soldiers who I trusted and respected and honor their sacrifice for everything they've done. But again, let me just rehash this a little bit. Times are changing. We're in a very, very fluid moment right now where there isn't any boundaries. There's no beginning. There's no end to the conflicts and the wars we're facing. And it's so fluid now. And we have to teach this younger generation, the people who are following our footsteps, like Pete, like you, that there's things that have to happen to ensure our freedoms and our liberties. And I don't have a son to pass that on to. But I do have a, a voice and I do have an audience to where I can share my experiences and instill that sense of pride, of ownership, and that vision of a free United States of America. The world now is trying to make the war global with globalization of the economy, with globalization of our politics and our trade agreements and on and on and on. We're still at war and there's still going to be casualties. It's just going to be a different definition. You know, we know that those veterans and those that love and support them that, you know, are consistent listeners to American Heroes Network are so vitally aware of the fact, you know, that we reflect upon the supreme sacrifice of the millions of patriots that have perished to preserve the very freedoms that we enjoy even today. And we pray that we'll go on for, you know, forever and ever beyond that point that we can even imagine. And we'll join the many that are looking up from or looking down from depending on, you know, where your perspective is. But I believe that our patriots of today that have served well know the supreme sacrifice that's been laid down by so many millions and millions before us. And Steve, I think back just as you were speaking there, I was thinking about the way by which a year ago today, you and I sat together with our sweet wives, you with Sue and me with Steph, and we were at the Fallen Heroes War Memorial in Central Point. And that, for our listeners, we're proud of that. It's a dedication that starts with the Purple Heart as you enter. And it's got a main center point where the American flag is flown with a POW flag below it. And here's the unique part about this. It was established by one of our state senators and an attorney in Central Point. And it's a tremendous monument to the sacrifice of the state's veterans. It's a wonderful monument and memorial. It rivals Washington, D.C., and it's right here in the state of Oregon. And more people should take the time to go visit it and to really understand what it's trying to tell them. I spend Memorial Day, I'll go out there later on this afternoon and pay my respects, but it is definitely worth the visit. 
Pete, I don't think you and I have spoke about this. There's so many things that the spectrum of influence in our lives, of all the opportunities and the acquaintances and the events that happen. The unique part about this Fallen Heroes War Memorial located just right off of Interstate Highway 5, the uh, intercontinental connection route from Mexico all the way up to Canada here, going right through California and, and Oregon and Washington right up to Canada is the fact that from 1859, every single military personnel veteran that served in service and was killed in action, their name is listed on the walls in all the branches of service, starting from 1859 to current. And on a regular basis, the effort is to add the additional names of those individuals that have died. Now, it isn't the total Memorial Day scenario that they were killed while serving. Those that served and have died, and they can die later on, their names are placed up there. So every name that's up on there from the beginning of 1859 to current, their names are up there. It's a real honor to sit surrounded by the names of those patriots that have given the supreme sacrifice through service to the United States of America in the armed forces. Every single war from 1859 forward to current, you know, you look at how absolutely phenomenal that is in context, and it is, it's daunting to look at such a, a monument here. And it was put together with the absolute desire to preserve and protect those that have died in service. That's amazing. It's going to be another one of those places now that I have to put on my list of things that I want to go see. I mean, honestly, I still need to go to D.C. and see all the stuff that's up there. There's so many things that I want to get to that I can't wait to have the opportunity to just tour around the country in an RV and see all these amazing, wonderful things. Washington, D.C. is by far my favorite city in the United States. And I introduced it to my wife. She had never been there before. And now we've been back there. She's been there four times. I've been there probably close to a dozen times. And I still haven't seen enough. And I haven't managed to get there on a day like today, Memorial Day. I think it would be truly special. Steve, I've got to say that the privilege I had as the National Historian and the Public Relations Director for the Military of the Purple Heart, both Steph and I had that opportunity so many times to be there at Arlington National Cemetery and uh, then to be at each one of the monuments as we had either one assignments and or two choice. But there were many times I was directed to photograph individuals. And I've got to say that at the uh, Arlington National Cemetery, beyond the ropes over on the upper as you're sitting from the theater behind you and then looking down on the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, the uh, atmosphere there is truly that that we as veterans believe in our heart of hearts, that the respect that's due those that have given it all needs to be more um, prominent than the exception of, of that location. And who could say that that location, like you just said, Steve, as you walk upon the graves and the tombs of those individuals that have given from the American Revolution all the way up to the, you know, the Civil War and right on down to current, it's overwhelming. It's just truly overwhelming to see that. Yes. And this is my vision and this is my fear that there's a generation that's just one or two steps behind ours. And they're trying to rewrite our history. They're trying to rewrite the fabric of our Constitution. And I hope and pray that that history you speak of and that sense of civic and patriotic duty is not lost on a new generation. This is the time to educate. This is the time to fight. This is the time to remember. 
So Steve, you're talking about the future. It just made me think again, because the future is our children. And I was thinking about my son, Ryan. And what's really important is when we talk about Memorial Day and getting them to remember and then getting them to understand and my son going forward and following in our footsteps, something else that he sees that I think is critically important that we also have to instill in our children the future isn't just to understand, it isn't just to serve, but it's the fact that what we're doing now is after you serve, you can still continue to help veterans, which is what we're doing. Now, my son sees me helping, you know, several veteran nonprofits in different ways so that I can help veterans and their families. He sees me working on podcasts, editing podcasts. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised after him serving in the Marine Corps if he wants to join edit podcasts and maybe even someday follow in my footsteps and become part of American Heroes Network. That's nice. Pete, I love that. So how do you guys feel about when people say happy Memorial Day? In our society, we have combined two events into one weekend. We've allowed our society to drift into a three-day weekend with barbecue, boating activities, camping, leisure time. You know, at the beginning of summer, it marks an escape of winter. And then the great outdoors is just around the corner. And we've made it a happy weekend to spend time with your loved ones and your family. Yeah. And now we're trying to mix it with the solemn duty and oath, you know, and respect for our constitution and our flag to make it a solemn day and respect those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. So the term happy Memorial Day, you know, it could be construed as a disrespect or it could be just what it is. Spend time with your family, spend time at the great outdoors, mark the beginning of summer, but take a few moments on this day, Memorial Day, to educate your family and to show them and teach them why it is the day it is. I like that what you said, Steve, about today. You know, it's been morphed into a three-day weekend that is a happy weekend. It is also Memorial Day weekend. And this opportunity that we have right before us now is parents and, you know, as adults is to take advantage of that time together and make it happy as well as to reflect upon the solemnness of the sacrifice that's given us the freedom to have this happy day. Exactly. Yeah, loving it. I salute the flag and I have the utmost respect for people who have made the ultimate sacrifice. This opportunity that the three of us have is a blessing because today marks a day that we all recognize as being so special. And those veterans that gave all, as we've all discussed, is a tremendous opportunity for us today to reflect upon that. And additionally, gathering together with our family and our close friends and celebrating the time together, given the virus situation that's across the entire United States, in fact, is the world. We have even more reason, like Steve alluded to, that there's a lot of things attacking us right now. So I'd like to wish each and every one of our listening veterans and those that love and support them through American Heroes Network, that this day be as special as it possibly can be. And the staff and all of us here at American Heroes Network wish everybody the very best that this day can offer and reflecting back to those patriots of times past. God bless all. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to keep coming back each week for more great episodes. If you want to talk about something you learned today, if you have questions, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, go to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on Contact Us. Thank you for listening.